welcome to the Group Home Riches Podcast. If you have the desire to be your own boss, create your own schedule, and become financially free while at the same time helping people in need, then you've come to the right place. At GroupHomeRiches.com, we teach people exactly like yourself how to get started in the group home business, and on this podcast, you're going to hear their stories firsthand. Hey, Jerry, what's going on, man? I apologize, man. I, I, I got on about an hour ago. I, I thought I mapped it out uh, with you guys, Central Standard Time versus my Eastern Standard, and I, I totally blew it. But uh, I'm on. I'm, I saw that. I was just hope, hoping you figured it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I jumped on a little early, but, you know, here I am. Good, man. Cool. So, so Brandon was saying you're out in Miami? No, no. My, my phone number is a Miami area code. I'm in Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, cool, dude. Cleveland, man. There's, yes, some, there's some good cheap real estate up there. Oh yeah, it's uh, everybody's <laughs> flocking through the country, and um, yeah, it's been it's been something else here. Yeah, are you from up there? Where are you from? I am. I'm born and raised. I'm born and raised in Cleveland, Ohio. Okay. Um, grew up in a um, a predominantly black suburb just outside of um, Cleveland, Ohio. Okay. Uh, my backyard is considered Cleveland, and and the other part of the yard is considered. The suburb of Warrensville Heights, Ohio. Okay, cool. Hey, Brandon, where's Jose from? He's in Dayton. Dayton, okay. Yeah, because yeah, he, he's buying stuff. I don't know if you've listened to the podcast or anything like that, but he's one of our clients up there. But he, I mean, dude, he's buying stuff for next to nothing, like ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars, and I mean, he's, he's doing really well. That's 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 about right. You know, it's um. It's a gold rush right now, you know. So how long how long you been buying real estate for? So so I, I'm necessarily not uh, into the investments of real estate, um, but I am. I move I move pretty good around the city. So okay. uh, what I did was all I did was come up with a with a a, a system that you know make them an offer they can't refuse type of deal. Yeah. And, that's, um, called, that's called the Godfather method. Yes, that's the Godfather. Yes, indeed. Sorry about that, guys. Let me put this on mute. So, so that's that's basically um, what I did. I use I used the lease um, that I, that I received over uh, with my package, and kind of kind of made it fit to what that particular person what it is. I think a lot of people just should just. You know, see what the wants are for the the homeowners, and then I will put that back on the homeowner. See, I was a program manager for for um, a residential uh, facility. They they are actually in three different states, so they're pretty big. So I was what, able to. What company was that? Uh, ViaQuest Residential. ViaQuest. Where are they out of? They're they're out of they're based out of Columbus, Ohio. Okay. That's their big that's their big um, base right there. But okay. then they're based out of Youngstown, Cleveland, Akron, Ohio, Toledo, Bowling Green, Indiana, and wow. Pennsylvania. Yeah, it's funny. A lot of people don't realize, I mean, you obviously, you've been in the, the business for a long time, but a lot of people, they don't realize it's not necessarily just a mom and pop business. I mean, there's there's monster companies that, that do this, like what you're talking about, BioQuest. There's one down here in Texas. They're they're actually based initially. They were based out of Austin, called DNS Residential Services. Right. And uh, yeah, D is in David, N is in Nancy, S is in Sam. And my buddy Jason, his company, he's a private equity guy. They bought them 
man, probably 15 years ago. And then I want to say they grew them to like 800 houses, like huge, right? 800 houses. Wow. It's just incredible between Texas and Tennessee. And I think New Mexico. Um, but we tell people stories about this and they're like, well, I just want to get one of these things up and going. And, you know, I'm like, Hey, if you want to scale it, you definitely can, you know, and you're, you're a testament to that. You've seen it. Absolutely. So, so I have uh, a marketing plan set up. Um, I definitely take heaps to know. I, I know I have to launch the um, the website. Uh, I think that's going to be huge as far as a marketing piece. I oh, mean, yeah. I've been in business, but I'm really treating this like I have nothing um, left to give my family. And so I, I'm going super extra hard. Um, with me being a program manager, I kind of, uh, I knew I had a house manager underneath me when I had my caseloads. I had about maybe 12 to 13 at the most. And and I ran maybe about six or seven houses. And what I did was I had house managers in each houses. Perfect. And they, you know, I had them pretty much do the paperwork, do the shopping, the the you know, budget the shopping. Some of uh, some of our our individuals they had food stamp cards, and some of them. So I pretty much took that concept, um, bought the the group on riches pack, package, and then kind of came up with my own kind of formula uh, on what I knew already. And you guys kind of gave me that confirmation. I listened to every single podcast. Me and the the young man out in North Dakota, we spoke. Um, I've talked to uh, Merlene down in Atlanta from the park. I mean, yeah. I'm the biggest uh-huh. thing. The biggest thing that 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 probably separates me from um, another person that might have purchased a package that is, I'm just not scared. I, I'm 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 just totally not scared. Burning to- burning the ships, man. I mean, when Hernan Cortez came over here, he was like, "Hey, we're we're coming here to America, and we're burning the ships." You guys can't leave. And that's that's the attitude that you have to have. You're not scared, like you said. Dwayne, I, I wanted to have you on because that's one, one of the things that a lot of people struggle with and kind of do get scared about is is just reaching out to landlords and mm-hmm. to, to work with them. So, um, and that's, you hit the nail on the head, just not being scared. I mean, the absolute worst case the worst thing that is going to happen is someone <laughs> says no <laughs> I mean, if you've been in business before it's, that's going to happen you just got to run through the numbers now <laughs> what, what was, uh, so you just you just kind of used the script and the material that, that was was in the gold course and just started reaching out to people cold like on craigslist or was it someone well, you so, so I do a lot of um, different events in the city. Um, I'm a part of a, a couple groups. So pretty much just asking around. It, I, I could go cold if I wanted to. Like if we want to do a series where you send the camera crew and I'll be like, all right, I'm going to show everybody uh, how you can just go cold with this. Yeah. I'm not scared to do that. I'll look up um, somebody, maybe uh, have a house for rent in the Facebook ads and the Craigslist. I would give them a call because if I see that they're advertising their house for, uh, let's just say 800 bucks a month and I can go check out that house and see, I can get a bunk bed inside there, maybe two bunk beds inside that, that room. 
and offer them a little bit more money than yeah. than than they're asking for, no, I, I almost can guarantee you nobody's going to decline. Yeah, that. you're closing that. <laughs> I almost can guarantee nobody's going to decline that offer, at least in the demographic that I live in, because I know about the horror stories about, you know, people squatting in homes for, you know, uh, and knowing exactly how to work these landlords to live in a, a rent-free house for for may, maybe a year and a half, two years, you know, depends on how, how fast the landlord get up. So me offering them more money, um, a, a long-term contract, and even a, even maybe a lease to own type of, type of deal, it's a no-brainer for them. So that's what happened with me. <laughs> Beautiful. So the couple, couple key points is, uh, and we really stress this in the material, you, you get it just from your business experience, but you approach somebody not with like what you want out of it, but what they're going to get out of it. Mm-hmm. You, hey, you, you'll never get a phone call from me ever again. I'm going to be managing everything. You don't got to deal with squatters. I'm going to be here for a long time. And on top of that, I can pay you a little bit more. Boom. Most people, most landlords at the end of the day, they just want to get paid on time and not to be bothered. <laughs> so if you can bare minimum, just convince them that you're that person. I mean, you're, you're in there. Um, but a lot of people approach it. One, they're scared. They're not confident. And they just, they don't even take that approach. They're just like, Hey, I see that. I see you have you, you know, your, your home's available for rent. Um, can I run a group home out of it? No. All right. And then they, <laughs> then they get scared. <laughs> oh, it doesn't, it doesn't work. You know, this won't work with me or they won't allow me to sublet. It's, uh, you know, it's not, it's not going to be easy. It's not just super easy, but it's pretty simple, pretty simple idea. And it, it all comes down to the approach. Yeah. And, and, and I want to emphasize this to all the listeners. Once they get a hold of this, this, this particular episode, you have to dive in. You can't work from behind a computer and expect those results to be bigger than um, results if you would be going to these different agencies, the um, the different uh, resources in the community that help with the demographic that you want to serve. I, I once, uh, probably about two years ago, went to a sober house where I actually seen that they were packed inside this house because you don't think that this stuff can exist, but you know, in a, in a, in a drug infested neighborhood, these guys had maybe three or four bunk beds. I'm talking about, you couldn't even walk in that bedroom. Now it's not, it's not something that I would particularly want because I would want to have a house that, uh, if my wife decided to <laughs> just to tell me to go live in your group home, since you want to spend so much time there that I would actually do that, you know? So, um, but then, and just saying that, you know, you have to get out there and really go and look and see what it looks like. To me, it casts vision. Um, to me, it, it shows you exactly what what you would particularly want in your home. And then you can go from there. I mean, you have to rub shoulders with some of the right people, you know. So I'm, I'm really looking to launch um, at the end of January. Uh, I have a couple potential house managers in place that I have. And um, I have this marketing strategy that I, I looked at some of you guys, uh, some of the things that you you guys were recommended. And so I'm I took pictures of my of the house that I'm renting because it starts the lease actually starts in January. So 
I'm kind of making it like it's an open house when you're selling real estate. So I got a picture of the main house and then in particular got a couple rooms dressed up and then I took a couple single pictures of those rooms and now I'm putting it on a whole flyer. Not like the old school flyer, the 8x10 um, natural paper, but like like a club flyer because I used to promote parties and stuff. So like a club flyer and uh, you know, because those are more durable also for the weather and everything. Yeah, yeah. So, so now, you know, um, I, I have it in PDF form and then now I have it um, get maybe 500 of them printed out. And now I can drop it off to these different uh, Salvation Armies, the the different caseworkers. And now it's just like go time. Like, all right, turn on the phones because I have my business phone going right now. I mean, one of the biggest books that kind of changed my mindset with with. The whole group home approach was The Power Broke by Damon John. And it basically talks about different people's stories that's been very successful that use little to no resources in order to, to get your stuff started. So uh, I went to different community functions where they help you write my business plan together, make sure you're, you're alone worthy if you need to take a loan. But right now, I'm pretty good. I don't even need to take a loan because right now I provide services for the special needs community already. I have a transportation company and I provide in-home um, services, but in my particular group home, I'm attacking um, um, the sober homes. My wife, she's already a clinical supervisor that diagnosed uh, these young men and women. And then it's a big thing right here in Ohio where the two counties just received um, over $250 million from the opioids. Yes. It's like Ohio is huge with that right now. Do you mind, go, do you mind going back and talking a little bit about the, uh, the sober home? Yes. You went into, you said you went in there and how many people were in there? Um, <laughs> I walked into the room first. They was having a meeting. So he walked me into the bedroom to, to let me see the bedroom. I, I, I promise you it was, this room had to be a size of probably your closet, Andy, cause I know you're doing it big. So, <laughs> <laughs> But these bunk beds had to be, it had to be about four or five bunk beds in there. So we say five times two, which will be 10 beds in one room. This is a two bedroom house, man. And then they were having the meetings in the living room. They were standing, people all on couches and then people standing behind the couches. I mean, they were running like a tight ship, man. I couldn't believe it. Beds in one room? Yes, man. I can't, I cannot make this up. I cannot make this up, man. I am not playing. Like 20, 20 people in a house, basically. Man, pretty much. And, man, rocking and rolling. And this had this was like two two years ago, man. Yep. That um I went to go see this home and I couldn't I couldn't believe it. So and what, I, what, what do you I, think they were charging over there? They they I would say anywhere from three fifty to four hundred probably because they, they took care of all their food expenses. Okay. Um, they had like a 15 passenger van and helped them out with transportation. So it was a one stop shop, and, and that's what I plan to do with uh, with mine. I have a, you know, I always listen to everybody, you know, talk about the 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 group homes and and you want to get into the business, but you know, at the same time, you wanna you wanna have a heart for it as well. You know, you always talk about in all your podcasts, Andy, about um, being able to help people and at the same time. Um, 
benefit from that help. And I, my good, my good friend, um, Councilman Bashir Jones here, um, I took this quote from "Make a change while making some change." You got that's a great quote, man. <laughs> that's a great quote, isn't it? I, I heard that about four years ago. Um, I'm writing that down right now. <laughs> make a change while making some change, making some change, man. Change. We we like we like to say the more the more people you help, the more money you'll make. Yes, Les Brown. I heard that from Les Brown. So um, anybody that's listening, man, this is not something you're just going to get into and just be, um, just you see the success right away, but you have to work on yourself. The more you work on yourself, you're going to be able to, uh, you know, uplift your home, be able to get hands on and, and really enjoy it. You know, if you if you just get into this just to make money, it's not going to happen that way. You know, hey, hey, Dwayne, let me ask you, what, what is your background before you started over at ViQuest? Did you play sports? Do you have any... Man, I'm a college football player, man. I played running back at the University of Akron. Okay, let's, let's talk about that a little bit because I know in a lot of my um, emails that I send out, Brandon, Brandon's an athlete. I mean, I, I didn't play sports in college, but I think that you've got to have this competitive drive. And um, I always like looking around and asking these entrepreneurs and, and other people, especially guys that are in the sales business. Cause at the end of the day, it's all about sales and marketing, but there's, there's gotta be a competitive fire. So do you mind talking to the listeners about your background, how you got into sports and how that has kind of carried with you through ViaQuest and now through your business right here. And by the way, this is the first time I've ever spoken to you. So it's not like I even knew that you had an athletic background. I just kind of guessed, but my guess was accurate. So <laughs> let's talk about that. Well, you, you, you study people, Andy. Yeah. So, so um, coming up here in Cleveland, Ohio, you know, pretty dominant with football um, in, in this particular um, area that I live in. Um, I came up in the house where my dad was abusing drugs and, you know, my mother and my brother were like the hustlers of the house. Yeah. And um, moving forward, I was an at-risk teen. So, you know, I didn't do any quite bad things. I like to fight a lot, I guess. So maybe ninth grade, you know, I never played like um, what they call Muni League football or, or uh, Little League football, but I was able to... Um, Play for the football team, but I wasn't eligible my ninth grade. So my coach, who is my mentor, I live like maybe three minutes from now, uh, he, he invited me to stay on the team. So uh, I wanted to play basketball my first year, put on a, a uniform for schools, my ninth grade year. And um, we actually had a, a tight end by the name of Darnell Sanders, uh, who was a neighbor that lived around the corner from me that played for Ohio State. So me and his brother who was uh, one grade from me, we used to take the gray down, Greyhound down to to, uh, to Ohio State. And then once I became eligible, I was playing tight end. I know, a dream, the dream. I'm I'm only 5'11", guys, 5'11", uh, 6 feet playing tight end, you know, on one of those type of football teams. But um, in 10th grade, a senior got hurt, and I was available um, at halftime. We were losing 55-0. My coach said, man, I just need somebody to fight with me. So I'm like, I'll fight with you, coach. I was like, I'll run the ball. First play, I cannot, y'all can look this up. This is public record. Um, it was a fumble snap. I ran, picked the ball up, and ran 75 yards. After that, you know, my life changed because um, – just going down to Ohio State, it created a different vision for me for what my yeah. surroundings was. I love and, this. 
Uh, I started getting letters from Ohio State. Then next thing I know, I, I think I finished my my senior year uh, with maybe like eleven Division One scholarships, and I chose the University of Akron, and that's where it was, man. So it sounds if I if I had to recap that, it sounds like you had kind of like some mentors in your life, and then also like some vision as well, like. You had somebody that kind of showed you how to get there, but then also like there was a vision in your mind. You were thinking Ohio State. You were thinking you were thinking ahead. Is that kind of an accurate assessment? That is, and I think I think it, it relates back to what I just said. If you want to create vision for your house, you have to go there and actually see it. You you can't. It's it's, it's hard to see when you're not standing between those walls. It's hard to see when you haven't seen what somebody else has set up. So I went down to the Woody Hayes Center. That's their indoor facility. And I saw what I wanted to do. I said, all right, I'm locked in. Even though my surroundings didn't uh, necessarily um, provide that for me, it, it created a vision for me. And that was enough. See, see, when, once you have vision it, it's, and, and you pretty locked in on that, it, it's not going to deter from that. So, I mean, here I am today, you know, and even going through ViQuest, I mean, I don't knock anybody that work. I see a lot of quotes about people. You shouldn't, you shouldn't get into a job and, you know, you should be an entrepreneur. Forget these jobs. You want to work 40 days for 40, all that 40, 40, 40 stuff. You know, I think the experience matters. I think that experience where people were calling, <laughs> that the experience with me working at ViQuest where the people were calling off and I had to leave my family and go work third shift, go work first shift. Somebody not showing up for this shift. That kind of created, it helped you know, keep my vision alive. You know, like, hey, when I get an opportunity to, you know, I purchase the package because a lot of people on the limbo about getting that package. Listen to me, man. Invest in yourself. Um, the the amount of that package they should be charging, really should be charging is, <laughs> I don't even want to say that's 10% of what they, man, please. You're, you know, you're, you're right. It's funny. I mean, I, I mentioned this a lot in the emails that I send out, but... I mean, I probably lost out on, I mean, I can just do the math, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars by not starting soon enough. I saw this opportunity out there and I, I fiddle, excuse my language, but I fiddle left around for (laughs) who knows how many years before I was like, all right, I'm doing this. And, um, but it's very simple. I mean, each, each one of these homes, I mean, the house that you just described a second ago, 20 people in the house you know, $400 a month, you do the math. It's like, that's a hundred thousand dollars a year revenue, you know? And, um, they should probably be clearing 50% of that pretty easily. Yeah. So I, I get a lot of inboxes from, from the group. I was so excited to get in that group to either light a fire underneath somebody or to grab a hold to somebody that's, that's actually doing it too, man. I, I get a hold of buddy passes, man. I get on. I'm with American Airlines, man. I get on that on that plane and come look at people. I was like, "That's that's how crazy I am." And are you, you know, uh, are you the type of person that if you see like if you see somebody doing it and you see that it's real, then it's like <clears throat> it clicks. Like, oh, I can do it then. Yeah, I mean, yes, I mean they it's should. Right. And so that's what those those former those other podcasts is for to exactly to to hear other people's stories i'm be like man 
because you go through that process. I'm going to tell you the process that I went through. Uh, looking up group homes, and then, of course, you guys' information pop up. And I'm like, okay, if they have a YouTube, I know they got Facebook, they got this and that. So you go, you get smothered by that content. Again, stay in the course. So you get smothered by that content. Like, listen, we got the blueprint for you. And you talking to me. See, I'm a person. I'm a hands-on person. I don't be stuck in the office creating leases and... Um, marketing documents and all that, it's in the course. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel. I want to hit the streets. I want to hit these houses. Copy and paste and get to work. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the course. Stop trying to reinvent stuff. And man, I'm a, I'm a copy and paste king. I don't put my business name on it. I'm playing. I'm, I'm, I don't have time to be doing that, man. Good artists borrow, great artists steal. <laughs> so that's I mean I'm I'm ignorant and on fire. That's that's what they call that. Ignorant, <laughs> ignorant and on fire. And I'm, I'm getting a lot of good quotes from you today. Man, I, that's man, I work on myself, brother. That's my favorite, I think. Ignorant and on fire. <laughs> ignorant and on fire. You're gonna just run through a wall, you didn't even know there's a door right there. <laughs> yeah, man. So I have a a huge background in um so I, I did freight broking with my buddy one time and um and uh, a couple of network marketing um businesses that I was pretty successful at and I, I made some some decent money at. So I understand the nodes um with the network marketing thing and then actually the company's down there in Dallas, uh travel company. But um outside of that, I did the freight broking where I made a hundred calls a day. To, to uh, manufacturing companies, you know, uh, transporting steel, wood, uh, food products, all of the above, 100 calls a day. Yeah. So, no, I, I don't have no feelings, and you shouldn't either when it comes to business, honestly. You know, emotions don't exist in business to me. My favorite thing on, because uh, I've had those jobs too, just sit in there hammering the phones all day. Uh-huh. The best thing that can happen to you is if someone just like completely tells you off, like cusses you out. It's funny. You laugh and you're like, that's the absolute worst thing that's going to happen. <laughs> but honestly, I mean, that's not going to like that is that would be good for people out there. But I don't think that's going to happen much in this business. I mean. I don't think so either, man. If you got, the worst thing that's going to happen is a landlord tells you no or, um, you know, like a caseworker doesn't want to work with you for some reason, but no one's going to tell you off. You're not going to get in trouble. It's it's a pretty pretty simple idea. I, I, I know one of the biggest um, things I've been trying to look at, and I think I might be overthinking it, is um, I know... I've listened to a or I listen to every single podcast and the home certification um seems to be something that I've just been thinking about as far as if someone if I was able to be approached by a agency or things of that nature now. I told you I come from humble beginnings, so I'm not scared much by the police. So uh agency person doesn't scare me either. But uh at the same time, it's scary to to lose a business or or to do things the wrong way instead of the right way. So could you guys kind of um, clear that up for me? That's a great question. Eddie, you want to handle that? Yeah, I mean, what, what we really do is we fall back on the Fair Housing Act more than anything else. So 
Number one, federal law trumps state and local law. Number two, and this is what I was telling Brandon the other day, if you're running a tight ship and your house looks good and you don't have people running around the front of the house, knocking on the neighbor's doors, by and large, you're really not going to have any issues. Right. That, really, that really solves everything. Uh, now, don't get me wrong. Oftentimes, depending on the demographic that you're serving, you will deal with you probably saw this over at, at BioQuest, right? I mean, you have, if you're dealing with, uh, you know, younger kids that maybe have just gotten out of jail, something along those lines. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, these kids can cause problems. Unfortunately, you're going to have neighbor calls. That that stuff pops up. You've got to be a good neighbor. Um, the neighbors call, code compliance come over. If code compliance comes over, you know, you're going to have to utilize all the resources that we provide in the gold course, like the Fair Housing Act. You're going to have to explain to them that, hey, we actually, we're providing housing for a family. This is a family situation. Um, They do not necessarily need to be blood related. So you've got to go down that Fair Housing Act. Very important. 9.9 times out of 10, the problem is going to disappear. Uh, and there is case law on this, whether it's in California, New York, Florida, all over the place. So at the end of the day, they're not going to win. What they can do is they can cause you some issues. And so you're in business, you're going to get bumped, you're going to get bruised, you're going to get scraped, and you're going to have to learn how to deal with that. So that's really okay. what I would say in a nutshell. And okay. I'll, I'll send you some documentation after this, Dwayne, with like the links to the, the federal laws that we're talking about. And then some, uh, there, I mean, there's a ton of history of, of cases where the, the federal law has been upheld against like the local laws, you know. So it doesn't sound like uh, your area has them. And if they do, it doesn't sound like they're enforced. <laughs> but there's some, <laughs> there's some places that will say, you know, you can't have more than X amount of unrelated occupants in a home. And that, that goes against federal law. Um, there's some, I, I always use this example, like, and, and Andy touched on it. Let's just say, let's say you have a, a, a home in like a really nice new neighborhood. All the, all the neighbors are, you know, young families with kids Mm-hmm. And you want to start a, a transitional home for ex felons. Um, that is definitely something that I mean, you could you could imagine the neighbors kind of being unhappy about that, right? Uh-huh. I I wouldn't blame them, but there that still doesn't give the city the right to say, "Hey, you you're not allowed to house these people in that neighborhood." That's like a direct violation of the Fair Housing Act. Yeah, and they can be sued. Exactly. Mm. And the city can be sued. That's that's kind of more of like an, a, an extreme case. But there's a lot of, you know, there's a ton of other cases. And I'll, I'll send you these links to where okay. uh, people like uh, the Oxford House is a sober living company. Uh-huh. And they're like nationwide. And they there's a ton of examples of them contesting those local rules like that and, and the federal laws being upheld. Nice. How did you guys typically deal with it, Dwayne, over at ViaQuest? Or did well, it really not, not happen that much? Well, uh, I'm going to say this. Um, speak, speaking of ViaQuest, um, I also noticed 
and this is kind of off what, what the question was, but I also noticed Viquas didn't own any of those homes. They just rented those homes. Bingo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they didn't. <laughs> this, is a, this is a huge company, very, very huge company, you know, over maybe over a thousand employees and they didn't own any of the homes. So that was, you know, just uh, what they say. Uh, this, this is another quote I love. Success leaves clues. Yeah, so, that's yeah. <laughs> so that clue right there. I was like, you know, if I can just, you know, um, speak to these uh, landlords that that struggles with, you know, keeping people inside these homes, man, this this is this is a no brainer. So my next thing, I'm gonna post in a group. I'm gonna do a walkthrough of, of the house and and how I've gotten so far, and and we'll go from there. You know, I just want to be uh, motivation. And build our small community. Um, build our small community inside inside that group, and, and, and be the motivation to somebody that may be stagnant, um, someone that 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 may just need that fire underneath them. The New Year's coming in, so I'm definitely gonna get. I'm gonna do like a walkthrough video of, of just me showing off the house and, and how far I've gotten. I have beds inside the home already. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah, the reason awesome. why it's super awesome is because you're not just helping out our clients, you're helping out the community. Like if you really step back and think about it, if you can impact 20 people out there that are kind of within the group home riches community, those 20 people can easily impact another 20 people that actually need housing. That's 400 people that are impacted as a result of what you're doing. So are you following kind of what I'm saying? No, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's just awesome. And that's the only way I look at it. You know, I don't I don't look at it, you know, um, firstly as a business that I'm potentially making some great money off of. I look at it as an uh, impactful statement to the community. That's that's where I come from. I was I grew up in a house that, you know, housed the kids who, who ran away from 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 bad situations and stuff. So that's you know, if you know the color system, I'm a red, yellow. I come from, a, I'm a red and my yellow, you know, as far as, you know, being very aggressive and yeah, hey, you say, is this and that? Oh, okay, let's go get it. Let's jump now. I'm jumping out the plane. But then the yellow, you know, is like a, a, a pastor type of person, you know, a Mother Teresa type of person that just wants to help. So I'm, I'm mixed with those colors and, and I'm about that life. It sounds like it's a perfect business for you. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, Brandon, what else you got? Um, man, I, I just want to clarify some things for the folk, folks out there. If you are a Gold Course member, Dwayne's talking about our private Facebook group. So yeah, that's yes. something, something kind of recent, you know, we, we would always get inquiries like, hey, do you have anybody that's working in, you know, Atlanta or Ohio, blah, blah, blah. And we, we you know, we can't really put out our members personal information like that. Like, Oh yeah, here's Dwayne's cell phone number. Give him <laughs> uh, so we did, we created that private Facebook group for folks who are in our gold course. And uh, it's kind of, it's starting to become kind of an open forum. Whereas Dwayne mentioned, he he's connected with a couple of the folks out there that are on our podcast. That's how I, I reached out to him. You know, I saw that he posted, Hey guys, like, I got my first agreement and with a, with a landlord. So I was like, Oh man, we got to get this guy on because that's one of the things where a lot of people struggle with it. And that's really where a lot of people, uh, 
that just because of their financial position, they're not in the position to like just put down a 20% down payment and purchase a new home. A lot of folks are needing to lease a property and that comes with like a little more negotiation up front. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to have you on the show. It's, it's possible. It's in uh, not only possible, it's not that it's easy, but it's pretty simple. I mean, it's a, it's a win-win as long as you can, present it right to the landlords, let them know what is in it for them. It's, it's, as you said, it's kind of a no brainer for them. And, uh, man, I didn't even know. So the company that you work for does this kind of at scale. So they're, they're like, so, so they're, they're, so they, so they service the special needs community. So, uh, individuals with autism, um, they may have a dual diagnosis, schizophrenia, things of that nature. So, um, yeah, and they don't own they don't own any of their properties. Folks. Not not one home. I used to go to Zillow, look for new residents. We go visit the house. Then the county, the county board, whoever's paying for their services, they prepare a um, a statement, or and I go get quotes for the furniture. They they say yay nay. Then you know the company may do a a DM to to um pay for um, their first month or something like that or their bed sets or something like that and then they have them pay them back you know over a, a period of time so it works out all types of different ways and um, I just want to say to all the people that's in the group um, don't let one situation stop you I mean obviously I knew it was a, a, a thing where you guys couldn't say the person's whole name but all I needed was their first name, everybody. And I found them. Ask my buddy from North Dakota did I find him on his Instagram and on Facebook. And we are Facebook friends. Ask Merlene down in Atlanta did I find her. Those yeah. two situations stood out to me um, that, you know, I just, I was going to find them no matter what. So it doesn't matter. If you really want to, you can do it. You can get after it. Those two situations Merlene spoke about, how she didn't want female. She 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 preferred a male population in, in, in her um in her group homes inside um down in the Atlanta area. Okay? That stood out to me a lot because she had that experience and she's gonna help me curve everything that I had already been thinking about already. <laughs> That's one situation. Now uh, I looked at the young man down out in North Dakota, how he did a fundraiser. He did a fundraiser, guys. Huge. Did all with the, com with the community and, and and pretty much got, and even when he received negative flack about it, he still was able to, to get people behind him and to pretty much leverage the community to help him out to start everything that he wanted to do out there. So come on, man. Stop playing. Stop playing. It, it don't cost you no much money. Pay for the gold package and then go ahead and um, figure out how to leverage um, the community that already wants to help. And you put your name out there and, and you get help with your with your with your um, with your home. It's, it's not, not hard. It just takes a little bit of diligence, building a strong team and then listen to the material over and over. I got this podcast on Podbean. I listen to it. all my speakers in the house is blasting. Even when I'm cooking, I can hear it. Even though I'm not locked in on it, I can hear the information. And some that one piece of information can change your whole situation. 
Dwayne, you're, in, you're inspirational, man. I just, I just dropped the mic. <laughs> man, uh, so Dwayne, uh, did you, you, you brought up like the, like the licensing issue. Were there any other like topics or anything that you were kind of unclear on? Or it sounds like, I mean, it sounds like you're off to the races and almost at the finish line to me. No, you, you know, the, the house manager, I think the house manager is a big thing. But then I, I heard an episode where somebody had a house manager for three homes or something like that. I think I want to say it was one of you guys, but yeah, I mean, being able to find that person in that situation that that particularly fits that that type of molding. But outside of that, you know, it's it's finding out the the. I think it's analytics with the marketing piece, and 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 I'm really trying to figure out what particular agency I need to attack hard. When I say attack hard, I'm talking about I, I want to I want to go down there. They, you know, these people are already overworked and underpaid, man. I want to make the job easy for them. I want to be able to uh, treat them to open houses because I know they can't, you know, openly accept gifts, but you know, treat them to open houses where we can show, highlight our home and some of the stories that may be inside the home and then also take care of them as far as, you know, eating and, and, and enjoying themselves. So I want to make this a family thing. And, and the biggest thing for me is to figure out what agency or what person that I need to contact with to, to be able to really blast this into the next level and then... Check out uh, wait for the, in, the, in the beginner in the beginner's guide. We just uploaded like a like a keyword list to what you can kind of use the keyword same same ones that Andy used to find caseworkers out here. Um, so that that'll help you with that. And that was just updated in the gold course within like the last couple of weeks. So you might not have seen it. Okay. So that that'll be. What part, what part was that in the gold course? That's in the beginner's guide. Okay. So we, we got that video that kind of shows you, you know, how to build your contact list. And I kind of mention it in the video, but, uh, that, that we uploaded a document now that has like, you know, it's probably like 15 to 20 keywords you're going, you're going to want to use to, to find kind of organizations like this. And then it's got that, that HUD link that will, uh, you can look up, there's this, um, program through HUD, um, like, you know, this is like $2.2 billion. You can kind of look up in your area where those funds went to, and you're going to want to find nonprofits that, you know, got some of that, that government, government money, the government funds to house people like this. Um, so check, check that out, man. That That's exactly what you need. <laughs> Um, yesterday, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll uh, I'll send I'll send you that and uh and just more documentation about the legal stuff. Um, and it sounds like I mean you have a couple of connections. It sounds like already some organizations that probably send you folks. And man, let me tell you this, Brandon. Man, you could drop me off um, in Houston, uh, Charlotte. It 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 wouldn't really matter to me, man. I, I think I can duplicate the same thing. I state i mean it's it's a pretty simple system you know building some relationships with people um getting out shaking some hands and then actually being a part of it so i i, I really think that i can apply this at 
not only um, just in Cleveland, Ohio, oh, but uh, anywhere in the nation. I'll probably go international with it. You know, you got me off, off in Africa, slanging, slanging group homes in Africa. <laughs> the, demand is, the demand is everywhere, but the supply really isn't. I mean, you've looked into other businesses before. Have you looked into, like, real estate investing and, like... I have, man. I looked into wholesaling. Um, I was I went heavy on that information, but I, I'm a little bit more passionate about uh, helping somebody that's that's come from a, a difficult situation, and then being able to see that story uh, unfold and then help them get on their feet more than I would be able to knock on someone's door and potentially um, get a, a seller and buyer contract. And I, I just it, it wasn't very uh, a passionate thing for me. Now with this, you know, the drug abuse ep- epidemic here in in Ohio, in particular, I, I'm passionate about that because I came up in a drug abusive home, so I totally get it, and yeah. it totally relates to my situation. So you have to turn your passion into a profit, and if you don't, you'll be working just like um, you have before. So, so if you want to get into this business, you got to turn your passion into the profit instead of. Um, you're looking at the profit as a passion. Yeah. And the other thing, if I can comment real quickly to uh, just hit on something that Dwayne just said, in, in the real estate business, nine times out of 10, people are talking about buying and selling or wholesaling. It's a, it's a one-time deal. This is an actual business. So at, Viacom, at ViaQuest, where Dwayne used to work, it is a business. The minute that they set up a house, that house is going to continuously make them $10,000, $20,000 of gross revenue each and every month from now until the time that they get rid of it. So it's an actual business. It's not a one-time shot in the arm. It's an actual business that continuously spits off free cash flow for you to live off of. Um, and, and so that's something that I really like to hit home on because For those of you out there that want to create a sustainable business for yourself and for your family that will provide for you along with providing for all the people that are living in your house, it's it's something that you can set up one time. And I don't want to say you can forget about it, but it's very leverageable after that. You set it up once and it can literally pay you for the next 30 years. That sounds like residual to me. Yeah, it really is. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, and you said you, um, you were coming from vacation. I heard a podcast. You were coming from vacation. I think you said you haven't seen a group home in about three and a half years. I, I, I mean, I, I'm telling you, the last time I think I saw him was with Brandon. We went and just drove into him just to take a couple of photos and, and maybe even do a video. Now, I will look at property and I'm always looking at real estate because I'm always buying stuff. Um, so I'll go to properties and I'll look at them and I'll, I will evaluate whether or not they would be a good group home. Um, but then after that, I don't really see them once they're up and running because it's pointless. I mean, I have, I've got house managers in them and then I've got, you know, a guy that kind of runs everything. I don't need to go look at them. I mean, they'll call me periodically when an AC goes out or when something big happens. And then I send my AC guy over there. But I, I haven't seen any of these things. Some of them I probably haven't seen for 10 or 12 years. Man, Andy, Cleveland is hot right now. And, and I'm, I'm just, I will build up my revenue. Um, I won't, 
I'm not taking out any line of credit for a home or anything. I'm gonna build my revenue through the through the group home, and I will purchase uh, these huge homes out here. That's that's going a little little nothing. I, that's a promise. Yeah, you figure, Dwayne, you do 10 of those things, you get those things paid off, you got a half a million dollars just sitting there free and clear. I look forward Fair to minimum. that. I'm assuming that they're, you know, that they'd be worth 50 grand or whatever. But yeah, you do with this, you can pay off the real estate in three or four years, like easily. If you apply all your free cash flow, you could probably pay them off in a year or two. I look forward to that. So... Well, sounds good. I know we've been on the phone for about an hour. Brandon, you got any last uh, last minute stuff? Man, that, that that was it was great, Dwayne. Thank you for coming on and kind of sharing your your experience so far. And we will we'll definitely be doing a, a part two here soon. I hope. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. The launch, the launch of the of the of the home, and, and um, real shortly, maybe in about a. Uh, I could, I could squeeze it in. I'm going to squeeze that video in before Christmas just to give people some motivation because, you know, uh, you know, this is something they need to see going, you know, set some goals before the new year, um, be be strong about it and um, go ahead and tack it. And I, I wouldn't let nothing stop me. If you guys really want to do this, I wouldn't let nothing stop me. No comment from a family member, a friend, anything that's going to deter me away from 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 my goal that I have to to make our community better. And that's the that's the ultimate payoff. And, and God knows where your heart is, and He definitely will see you for that. Boom. Well, I already I already broke my mic earlier, but I do it again. <laughs> oh man, cut it out, Brandon. <laughs> oh man, thank you, thank you guys so much for your support. I mean, um, I've never seen nothing like this. And I, I've been searching for group homes, information, and you, you copy and chip and paste and stuff like that. But uh, you're talking about one-stop shop, man, where you can get information from real-life people in real-life situations, and, and you guys be able to to scale that. And, and for that gold package, man, that's I think these young guys pay that for tennis shoes nowadays. So they, they need to... <laughs> You need to cut it out, man. Then these ladies with these, the ladies with the purses, man. That's you know, you guys purchase that maybe seven to ten times. So you know, cut it out, guys. If if you if you knew better, you would do better. So make your next move your best move. Exactly. Yeah, I love it. Thanks, Dwayne. Anybody who's a, a gold course member, they can find Dwayne in that private Facebook group. Is there any other? Uh, you have any social media or anything like that you want to share? With uh, uh, Instagram, J-U-S-T-D-U-A-N-E, just Dwayne Jr. Um, do a lot of community things um, in my own city I grew up in. Um, always looking to connect with people. I fly, I talk, any information I can. I don't know everything, but I do. Um, I do know hunger, and I have it. So if you guys looking for that, uh, look me up, message me. We'll become friends. I'm not scared. I don't care about adding people and all that stuff. I'm very transparent, very straightforward. But you know, um, I'm I'm all I'm all on I'm all on deck for this, man. Griffin Care LLC on Instagram as well. You'll see my transportation vehicles and some some um, things I do in the special needs community nonstop. Let's get it.
Awesome, man. I love it. Thank you so much, Dwayne, for what you're doing, and thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you for your time, brothers. Coming soon. (laughs) All right, let's get it. All right, Dwayne, have a good one, man. All right, guys. Hey, thank you. See you. Bye-bye.